Hey everybody, welcome back to the Harmonics Podcast. We got an awesome show today. Uh, we're actually joined by the core team of our most newly announced game. Uh, that game is A City Sleeps. We announced it at PAX this past week. Uh, maybe some of you were lucky enough to get to play it. Um, pre-orders are live now on Steam. If you go to acitysleeps.com, you can pre-order the game, or you can do the deluxe edition, which gets you the soundtrack. One of my guests uh, is uh, the guy who wrote all the songs for that soundtrack, and we'll get into that in a little bit. You. Um, but that's what we're here to talk about today on the Harmonics Podcast. So let me introduce our guests. The man I just referred to uh, is uh, Arthur Anazi. Hey. Uh, also known as MQ, uh, if you are looking up his music. Yep. Where can they find that? They can find it at uh, mqmusic.com. That's kind of my one stop. All one word. Yep, M-C-U-E music.com. Uh, yeah, there's links to my band camps and various outlets of music. So Arthur has been an audio dude here at Harmonix for ages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were a big part of the Oxytocin Project that True. happened a few Whoa. years ago. That I was think, awesome. I didn't think you are going to bring that one up. No, I loved that. That was so nice. cool. Like, I don't know if, if uh, people, we, I think we actually played some tracks on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. um, people want to look it up. But it was basically a collaboration of a bunch of our audio folks. That was kind of at the height of Rock Band. Yep. So, also the height of the audio department size, I think. Yeah, we were pretty uh, big. And just like the just the range, it, it was cool because we were known as like the rock band company. Yeah. And uh, oxytocin was more of a hip hop thing. It was. Um, with some like, Marissa did some spoken word stuff. Yeah, it was, it was really was, like, unique. Some glitchy stuff yeah. on there, like it was crazy. Bits. It, was it came out like right after I started working here. It was like six years ago oh really and so I was like holy <laughs> shit everyone time. here is so talented yeah. I was just like blown away and it'd be like like hearing like Naoko singing on it or something that's and right then, yeah. and then it'd be like wait that's her what the fuck yeah. that sounds like pro <laughs> on the yeah that was a cool thing yeah, a cool intro fun, to harmonics that was a fun project yeah it was a lot it was just a way to get away from what all the stuff we were working on at that right. time you know try something different so. yeah yeah like yeah putting down drum tracks and guitar tracks in rock band. Right, That's yeah, like nice MIDI break. authoring. <laughs> <laughs> um, that voice you just heard uh, is uh, Ryan Chalinor. Ryan is one of our uh, expert coders. I always talk with... They're all experts. I always talk with you guys about your preferred... Some people prefer coders. Some people prefer engineers. No one seems to like programmer. That seems like the most boring. I guess so. I don't know. I say... What do you like? If I go to a dinner party, I say I'm a programmer. Yeah, uh, I guess... You know, I'm a coder. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Engineer is kind of the highest, most highfalutin version. Yeah, that's a little too much. <laughs> I didn't go to engineering school. Would you call yourself a coder designer? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say that. That's what it says on my LinkedIn profile. Does it? So, yeah. Oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so Ryan is... Um, sorry, I should have said this. So Arthur is the sole audio guy. He did all the music sound effects, uh, and we'll get into more of this because it kind of encapsulated level design, too, yep. on the game. Ryan is the sole coder, programmer, engineer, coder, designer. Uh, and level designer, too. And like, that, I mean, we that's kind of the unique thing about, about yeah. this game, right? Yeah. Um, but you, I didn't know this until just this weekend. I saw you tweeting, Ryan, that you perform now? Yeah. Uh, you, like, <laughs> is it a DJ? Was it, what were you doing? Well, uh... Speaking to my engineering roots, I've made this performance software 
I've been working on it for three years. Uh, What's it called? And then it's called Bespoke. Okay. Uh, it's like a modular. Like a custom design suit? Exactly, but it's custom design synth for me. Oh, wow. Uh, but it's modular, so like any user, I'm the only user of it, but anybody <laughs> who uses it could customize it to their own needs. You so. haven't like, I mean, this is kind of the, the hotbed for people to test it out, all these cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give it to like, I think I've got a, a short list of uh, alpha testers. <laughs> Once I get around to that, uh, but last Friday was uh, my inaugural performance. I'd never performed before, so that was that was pretty wow. fun. Yeah, Arthur was, was there. Was oh, good. nice. Yeah, it was good. That's awesome. That's a really cool thing I didn't know about, and I just saw you tweeting like, "Oh, thanks for coming to my show." <laughs> what? Yeah, it was. Can't it keep was, up with everybody. It was wild. Everybody was kind of mesmerized, like standing there looking at him because he has this huge rack of gear that like pretty much blocks you <laughs> yeah it's hiding behind it's my so much gear death and, like, star control panel oh, projected wow. in the back is the whole synth so everybody's just standing there looking at the synth like trying to figure it all out oh so there's a video component too it's just the, oh, the, of, soft, of the, the software the practical is, synthesizer you're using yeah it's really visual like you can see the sound traveling through the cables and everything so I forgot to put awesome. it up so people could, uh, could see what's going on uh, and you had also done some side projects in the past, right? Yeah, um, like I did some s stuff with uh, Connect, a lot of Connect projects. Um, I do stuff at like we have. There's an event all over the world, but there's one in Boston, Music Hack Day. Uh, so I did some things there. Um, That's right. I like tied your motion to different music generation or something like that. Yeah, well, one of them was the beat wheel with the Connect, where you could like chop up samples oh. with your hands, which turned into a manipulator in Fantasia, which you guys will see yeah. real soon when you play Fantasia, all yep. of you listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other one was I made it so my heartbeat could control the tempo of Call Me Maybe, so I do jumping jacks. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. A lot of That's coming like back that. to me now. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, sort of like a weird mad scientist with technology. That sounds about right. right. Yeah. Yeah, minus the weird. I don't know why I said weird. Oh, I meant to say weird. mad. Yeah. Well, mad scientist. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if we're going, if you're MQ, I'm, I'm source control. Yeah, you ah, there you go. Okay. That's Remember my that name. name. Send, yeah. send them to the send them to the uh, to the SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm not. I don't know how proud I am of this stuff. Yet, but, uh, <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash source control. Spelled like it sounds, or like a K? No, just straight up. One word, source underscore control. Anything. No underscores. <laughs> I got the real deal. All right. No triangles <laughs> or stars. And no, nope, I didn't do that. No hearts. Uh, uh, no Unicode. <laughs> yeah, so that other voice you just heard um, is the uh, project lead and the art lead on the game, Mr. Matt Perley Perlo. Perlot? Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> What's the actual pronunciation? Is, the, is it like Colbert, Colbert? I said Perlet. Perlet? It's like some French-Italian ancestor legacy. So basically, probably originally Perlot, most definitely Perlot. Yeah. Uh, but in, like when my ancestors moved to Italy, it was Perlot. Uh. And so people say Perlot. My family says Perlot. But nice. Perlot is, you know... Uh, and sorry, just I feel like I have to look at the mic even though you're to my right. But uh, so so Pearly has also been here for ages. Um, do you want to give a little back? Like you, you've done a lot of art, uh, different facets of art in our games that people might be familiar with. Sure. Um, I came on um, 
right as the original Guitar Hero shipped, so like wow. day one GH2. Um, so like 2006? Six, yeah. Oh, well, you and I came on like around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like, what? It, it's been like eight years, almost nine years. I or don't something. even know anymore. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll be nine years in January Ooh. for me. Wow. Um. Uh, yeah, just like doing character stuff. My background is character design, um, like concepting and modeling. So uh, I mostly did concept work for. GH2 uh, characters and venues and a little modeling um, and then kind of just went from there right so all the rock bands all the dance centrals basically the further you went along things really became your own like the dance central characters you owned a big chunk of that yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was a good time kind of just like creating a whole new world and you know when you think of what a dance game could be uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there. So we kind of threw it in a direction that maybe people weren't expecting necessarily. Right. Definitely if you compare it to other dance games. Hmm. That was my first real exposure to seeing Pearlie's work was... Uh, like I think mine too. Dance Central, though, like the characters, like yeah. during pre-production when you had like all the concept art for each of the characters. Uh, so like I, I knew you for a long time as like the concept guy, like designer sort of guy, but like... You know, you draw a lot of like hard edges and stuff, and stuff that can't really like exist in a 3D model video game so mm -hmm. much. Like, like you look at Dan Central, and everything's a little more like, I don't know, toned yeah. down to be like, yeah characters. Yeah. But it now, gets filtered a little bit. Yeah, but now that we're making uh, a City Sleeps and it's sprite based, like your art actually like is final game. Like we can see it all there, which I think is pretty damn cool about this game. So there's a lot of things like that that I think are really cool about the game. Um, so there's three of you here. There are about three others on the team right now. Uh, yeah. And then one other guy who kicked off the project with you who is no longer here. He has moved on. He, uh, I guess, got, got a good job offer somewhere or something. He wouldn't <laughs> tell me what it was. Um, but kind of give us... First, I, I guess we should actually tell people what the game is, and then get, they talk about the uh, in, uh, conception of the game, like the actual project and all that. Who wants yeah. to give the give the overview of what a city sleeps is? I think Perley. Project per lead. Yeah. Probably project lead, lead. Perlo. Plus, you get the sultry <laughs> <the> tones. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think the easy easiest way to describe it is music-driven shoot 'em up. Um, so it's a shoot 'em up in the traditional sense, like horizontal scrolling. Um, you know, it's pulling some more recent control additions like Twin Stick, you know, which we saw a lot last generation. Um, so it's kind of a hybrid of, uh, you know, traditional scroller, um, some new uh, gameplay mechanics, controls, and of course, like this emphasis on. Uh, the way the music builds as you're playing the game. Uh, so, you know, like a lot of the things you typically in, see in shooters, like, um, you know, uh, crazy uh, bullet patterns, enemy spawn, uh, locations, um, player projectiles, all that stuff is being driven by MIDI data. Um, you know, so... That allows you to tie everything to the music. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. So, like, Arthur makes all of the music in uh, Reason, so he's got it all, like, MIDI authored out and then running through 
all of his magic in there. <laughs> but then we we take those MIDI tracks and we put them into a MIDI track for our game, and like all of our level design and editing is done in MIDI files, which is yeah. which is crazy. Uh, but so like each of like the hits like in one of the levels like there's this glockenspiel track and like every glockenspiel note is one a uh, an enemy will spawn so that's where you see and then every time one fires like they fire on the drum so like every drum hit you'll see him fire mm-hmm. so all of the actions that happen in a game are coming directly from like the, the original source of like what was making the music as well which yeah. is, is really cool and how complicated does that become in the case that like someone wants to you want to change the way it is like say oh this section of the the level isn't intense enough because you can't just do that in a level you have to like go back and basically recompose that part of the song yeah um (laughs) that's pretty much what it's been like uh so we'll you know i'll write i'll write a piece of music and kind of think about all right these are the enemies i want in this level so i want it to flow um these are when range guys attacks these are when like melee guys rush you uh, this is the speed of like the your shots as a player, etc. And then we'll put it together, and then we'll play it, and we'll be like, uh, yeah, all right, this is cool, this is cool, but like this part, there's not enough enemy action. So I'll be like, okay, so I'll try to think about, you know, what's a better frequency of enemies, or what kind of enemies should be here, and yeah, I literally go back and rewrite the song. And that's sort of interesting too. Like, yeah. so from your perspective, when you're composing. Do you, in, kind of in the back of your head, like group the instruments you're using to the the, the enemies you know that they'll correspond to? Or oh the yeah, different, yeah, totally. That's crazy. Yeah, the first time, the first song, the the first level we did, I was kind of wasn't sure, mm-hmm. but by the next few levels, I was like very very sure. Like the one we're about to <laughs> finish making, it's <laughs> like uh, I I can see the entire thing in my head. Like I know wow. all the enemy types. I can like. I've actually, we've actually drawn them out and I can script it, you know, perfectly. Man. Um, but, it, you know, it was like a learning experience. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I just love this process. Like, when we were doing our proof of concept, um, you know, we had a general idea of the enemy types we wanted to go after. You know, Arthur went away for a day or two, wrote this song, and, like, came back with, like, an initial pass. And, you know, he took all the enemy types we were planning on using and just you know, wove them into this awesome piece, uh, you know, so he was able to walk us through the song and he'd be like, you know, those guys we were talking about, they're going to appear here. This is how this is going to spawn this, this song, this sound is associated with this action. Yeah. It was just really cool to see everything, you know, come together in that way. Yeah. It's, it, it was actually like a really kind of cool artistic, uh, collaboration because, all these guys are, we're all in the room together and we're like, I'm like a mile a minute, like, oh yeah, this is when the thing comes down and then the laser shoots out and it sweeps <laughs> down like this. And for some reason, we all kind of understood what we were talking uh-huh. about. You know what I mean? What we were talking about. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I think that the interesting thing to note, <clears throat> like based on what we're describing, like music is central to the game and it drives the gameplay, but you are not inputting anything in a musical way as the player you're not like beat matching it's i think i think that's important for like people who think of harmonics and think of rock band guitar here that sort of thing like and chroma for to a degree sure um 
Yeah, that uh, was... a traditional shoot 'em up shmup player, like they can play this game and no problem. they will not be like hindered because they have to think musically. Right. Right. Yeah, and that was kind of an important thing that like I really wanted to focus on when we started is like this is not a beat match game. This yep. is not supposed to be you're not supposed to be mus performing music, right. you know, you're supposed to be playing a game. Yep. And it sounds awesome if you play awesome. Yep. Simple as that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um and I think we actually achieved that. So it's yeah, we cool. threw some rules down early on and yep. did not stray. Yeah, we sure didn't. Uh, so I mentioned Chroma, um, which we've talked about in the, the show in the past, and, you know, like, that is not currently in development right now. So you guys sort of actually, except for Ryan, mm -hmm. rolled right from your work on Chroma. Probably mm -hmm. you, were the, you were the art lead on Chroma, and uh, Arthur, you were the audio lead on Chroma. Yep. Rolled right from that into this project. So, like, I, I wonder... And including Ken. Ken was the lead designer on Chroma. He was the lead designer on this for part of its cycle. Um, what was the inception of this 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 idea? Where did it come from? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, you know, through Chroma, we saw like how music can make stuff awesome, and uh, it can also fight against certain mechanics. And in the you know multiplayer arena shooter space. Um, you know, there's just a lot that we learned. And, um, you know, Arthur and I and, and Ken, too, he, uh, you know, we're super into this, like, old-school shoot-em-up genre. And, um, you know, coming off that project, uh, you know, we saw this, like, really clean parallel between, you know, linear song composition and, you know, a traditional shoot-em-up level design. Um, so we were just looking for, you know, something like a smaller project that we could be super creative with and um you know bring something fresh, fresh yeah. out. yeah yeah to piggyback um you know in chroma we were trying a million different yep. things at once yeah it was a huge um, experiment on a lot of levels yeah and like i mean it was very ambitious mm -hmm. um and i think what we learned at least for me musically like what what i learned from that from working on it was that simplicity is really important uh, especially in a music game is is paring things down as much as you can so that everything's not available all the time yeah what was, like, the, what was the term we used all the time cognitive load right yeah 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 exactly adding that musical layer on top mm -hmm. of any sort of tactical twitch shooter layer right 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 yeah you know because when you constrain a player to a certain type of action in a certain window it kind of changes the way they play you know, they yeah. can't do whatever they want whenever they want. Right. But, um, yeah, so we learned that, and, and musically we learned to keep it simple, mm -hmm. you know, which is really helpful. Keeping for the background track simple enough to allow for layering, allow for player actions to actually read. Yep. You know, yep. And for you to, to feel like you're having an effect on the music instead of, it's just, I can't even figure out what's going on yeah. right now, you know? Yep. Yeah, and so <clears throat> what, how, how did you get pulled in, Ryan? Were you also rolling off another project at the time? Yeah, I was coming off of uh, Fantasia. Yeah. Um, well, actually, after Fantasia, I did the R&D for... Oh, that's true. Months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, so I was just doing a lot of stuff. Um, we were using Unity a lot in R&D, and uh, we're making a City Sleeps in Unity as yep. well. Um, so... I had sort of picked up a lot of chops there um, and a lot of 
different R&D ideas. One of them actually was a twin stick musical shooter. So uh, got to bring a lot of things that That's right. uh, we learned. Like that was only a one week project. It was a pretty quick little R&D test, but like took the stuff we learned from that to apply to a City Sleeps here. Um, and also coming off Fantasia, I've been doing a lot of stuff I worked on the manipulators in Fantasia. I don't know what we officially call the manipulators. The composition spells? Something like that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't keep track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we worked pretty heavily uh, doing MIDI stuff for that. Um, so I sort of had using MIDI fresh in my head. So sort of day one coming on to... Uh, Ghosts is the code name for yep. uh, City Sleeps. Yeah. Day one of Ghosts and like looking at what we wanted to do was like, oh, we could, like, we got to spawn these enemies at certain times, like over the course of a song. It's like, oh, we could probably just do this all with MIDI uh, and just have a MIDI track that, that creates all of it. So it was a, a cool thing and I'm happy it's worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Though the whole, the whole project has been a lot of very cool new things for harmonics like you mentioned unity that's the yep. first one mm -hmm. everything we've done in the past has been in our own engine in-house right. engine um unity allows a lot which unity's sure. been yeah great to work with uh i mean it allows like so the coders like i'm the coder and also we have dan chase and he's doing uh some of our meta work as well and he's not he's a designer but he's like obviously had some chops coming into it but mm -hmm. like he's been able to make these great menu systems and he did it in like a week, a week and a half. <laughs> yeah, just it was because, quick. like, yeah, it's crazy. And like, part of that a testament to Dan's skills, but also it's a testament to like the fast iteration loop we get with Unity and like yeah. how quickly you can learn something. Uh, and but basically, just like between the two of us, we got a whole bunch of stuff in, and we would have needed, I don't know, two or three more coders to do what we've done if we didn't have Unity on. Yeah. There. So that's one of the cool things. Another one, just as evidenced by the tiny team size, like then this is happening all over Harmonix right now. We just haven't announced any of the other projects, but like uh, there are small groups of self-contained, um, almost like mini studios within Harmonix. Mm -hmm. Like you guys were uh, given given the ability to, to run your project yourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I was part of it. I could say myself. I didn't do any actual development, but I'm sort of on the team. Like I'm the the publishing guy on the team, um, with check-ins, obviously. So the people who pay our bills yeah. know what we're spending our money on. But the like, shadow council, you were given the ability to run it in the way you wanted. So like, you could have gone crazy overboard and spent way too much money, and the project could have been canceled. Yeah. But instead, like. Everyone on the team is sort of a silo of their own talent with a lot of crossover. Like you guys just mentioned, a lot of you share the design tasks, but like you're sort of a powerhouse of engineer. You're a powerhouse of, of a, a composer, sound designer. You're a powerhouse of art and now design. Like Ken was doing design and you were doing art, but now you're doing both pearly. Um, it's a really cool thing that I'm excited about that Harmonix is doing. And this is our first project to bring to market. That's the result of that. It's also a really short um, dev cycle. You guys started really in the spring, the end of the spring, right? Like April, tail end. May. Yeah, like almost. So May. Yeah. May and, was uh, the day that I started on the project. And we're May coming first. out uh, in October. We're currently planning October 16th as our release date. Which is my birthday. Is it? Hopefully. Oh, that's cool. awesome. Is that? <laughs> Maybe I'll give you a free key. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. 
Um, so that is yeah, that's really exciting for me. Some people have compared it to the Double Fine model, where you know they're a small studio and they put out multiple projects mm-hmm. at a time. Uh, and so Harmonix is sort of moving that way, and it's really exciting. Teams are are uh, self determining. Uh, from the concept all the way through to the execution, um, obviously making making the case for it, like it makes a business sense for the, the company to commit to it. That's the other factor. And like, obviously, uh, City Sleeps has done that. So I'm super excited to bring it out. I'm excited to show it to people. It's also very different for harmonics. It's a, it's a shmup. Like, that's mm-hmm. one of the most, if not the most, hardcore of game genres. And it's really hard. It is. Yeah, I suck at hard. it. <laughs> I have to play on easy. Wait till you land their difficulty. Yeah. No. Casual. Uh, which I'm kind of into. I'm into. Like, the easy mode I can do. And I think for the range of people I'd like to play this game, they can play on easy. They can get the breadth of, like, the experience of your music, mm-hmm. what the different enemies are. Mm-hmm. Um, but those competitive players, even on normal, are going to have a challenge. Uh, and then on nightmare difficulty... Basically, they're after unlock nightmare. They go through on normal, and they get nightmare, and it's like, yeah. it's hard for you when you're making the game, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> he won't admit to I think it. It's so kind of tough pretty for good. It's, it's, no, it's pretty it's tough, tough for me. <laughs> Pearly can make it through. I get some deaths along the way getting through nightmare. <laughs> well, I mean, plus with the you know the idle system and the ghosts, like you can. Yeah. So really talk about that. We haven't really we haven't really yeah. dived in, dove in, di- dived in, divin, divin. We haven't divin. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so there is kind of a tactical component to the game too that's also pretty unique for shmups. Do you want to give us yeah, a sure. lowdown? Yeah, so basically, um, and this kind of revolves around the music, uh, the way music works in the game. Uh, as you're progressing through these levels, they're like dreamscapes. There's uh, these inanimate objects, you know, kind of related to the environment that appear in the play field. And, you know, we're triggering these at specific times. And there's an audio track associated with each of these idols. Um, so the idea is, you know, um, you know, Poe, she's like this dream exorcist, and she has um, the ghost familiars that follow her around. Um, and, you know, you'll unlock different ones throughout the game. But basically, these you use these ghosts to possess the idols, and they'll assist you uh, in battle. So, you know, there's a range of different abilities from, like, uh, AOE damage, machine guns, trip wires, healing bullets, healing AOE, uh, lightning stuff. Lightning. The, ra- the railgun's my favorite one. Yeah. You gotta line up a shot and like you wait for the music to hit at just the right spot, and then you take out a big enemy in one shot. Yeah, and the, it, it ties into understanding the music and not necessarily yeah. having to perform because like yeah. you know the AOEs and like the railguns are they're fewer and far between. You know, and like the machine guns are very rapid fire musical stuff, like musical rhythms and stuff. So if you understand, like, oh, that beat's coming, like, let me line up all mm-hmm. these enemies in this one shot, yeah. it can really help you, like, excel, yeah. you know? Like, as you learn the music, it, like, increases your mastery. Yeah. In the same way, like, so, like, all shmups are sort of, like, unless there's, like, a randomly, that's not frequently random, but, like, all shmups that are, like, authored patterns that right. come in, like, you know, like, oh, this enemy's about to come in, this enemy. So making it musical like helps that memorization process yeah. where you're like, oh, that big piano chord's about to come up. So like that's when these uh, flying lotuses come in. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there's a segue right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so like having that it's like the music acts as a mnemonic for your 
memorization of the level, which is really cool. Yeah, whereas with a traditional one, you just have to memorize it based on the visuals and based on the that portion of the level. That's when this thing happens. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, So, Pope, you can double down on the mercy ghost. Yeah, that's what I was... Exactly. So that tactical element, A, it's helpful for people like me who suck at the game uh, because, like, the mercy ghost uh, is a healer. Uh, So, like Pearly said, I will probably tend towards using that guy uh, because it keeps me alive longer in the game. (laughs) But it really does add, like... uh, It it adds a cool technical... Not technical. Tactical layer... uh, to this frenetic, crazy, sometimes very bullet hell looking game um, that I have not seen before. So that's pretty unique. Yeah, and the way that we're generating that kind of bullet helliness is pretty interesting too. It's like like uh, early on, we were trying to figure out how do we make these like beautiful bullet patterns and stuff with MIDI. And then like a couple of days, Ryan, like was messing with it and all of a sudden he was like oh check this out and it's like these ridiculous spiral rotating patterns made from midi so like i can wow. actually go in it's kind of like reading hieroglyphics or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love looking at your files and literally seeing the bullets yeah. Like, yeah. laid out well yeah. like the patterns are very yeah. mathematical to like yeah. have them create these spirals and everything so basically you just throw down quantized MIDI like yep. in diagonal lines and then you get these crazy spirals Don't give away out. the secrets. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> All you guys making musical smuts out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's it represents this this kind of cool like bullet helliness in a way that you wouldn't think of. Like I don't yeah. know how other guys do it. Yeah, it's funny like now that we've gone this way it's like, wait, how would you do it not? Oh, using yeah, that? how do you not do that, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, you touched a little bit on, I don't know if I get into more into the narrative aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, give us give us the the overview. So you mentioned the main character is Poe. Yeah, yeah. What's her story? So um, uh, it takes place in the fictional city of Sanlo. So basically at the start of the game, the entire city is asleep except for Poe. And, um, you know, th- she she will basically dive into like NPC dreams to uh, uncover the mystery of what's going on. Right, because you mentioned she's a dream exorcist. Yeah. That yeah. would be her day job in, in, in the situation where the city <laughs> yes. wasn't literally asleep. Yep. People would come to her, help yep. with their problems. Yep. She would exercise any demons and like nightmares. Yeah, yeah, like a dream therapist, right? Yeah. But, but who literally but goes into their dreams and cleans them out. Mm. Uh, they're, they're a clan called the Silk, right? Mm-hmm. Like her her, That's right. her people who have taught her this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's got a sword that she takes into battle. So, I mean, in the game, your sword is firing projectiles or as enemies come close, you know, there's a lot of melee dudes that rush you, you'll switch to a melee attack, which is cool. Yep. And there's audio associated with that that adds a nice accent. But the sword is interesting, right? Because it's like this hybrid thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the scabbard of the sword has these kind of Kodo strings mounted to it, so it's kind of like a hybrid instrument slash uh, weapon. An instrument of death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And kind of within, within the sword, her ancestor rests and, you know, can be unleashed in this kind of, you know, quote, bomb attack we have. Right, instead of like yeah. a bomb where you clear the screen... You get this badass nightmare sword arm thing. <laughs> so cool. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm really excited. The other the other thing I was gonna say was the uh, a first for harmonics is the Steam aspect too. That's true. This will be our first release on Steam on PC and Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really cool. Getting to work with Valve uh, is fun, and like obviously we're all gamers here. If we want to use the word gamer, it's kind of a gross marketing word, but we're all people who love to play video games. Yeah. Um, and Steam is, you know, if you're going to play on PC, that's where you want to be. Uh, so it's pretty exciting to finally be on there with something, uh, and hopefully we'll have more. This will be like the first of many, maybe, such games on, on Steam. Um, so that's super cool, and uh, they have a lot of neat stuff we can tie into. I'm, I'm particularly excited about like their community features. Like, I think a lot of the reason Steam has been as successful as it is because is because of that focus they put. They make it real easy for people who play these games to talk about the games and to share art that they've made or, or videos that they've captured of their own game sessions. Um, in these community hubs that are like really well designed and it's just gonna be a great tool for us to like hopefully like if our play player base like gets into the game see them do some creative stuff it's also just cool like it reduces the friction to publishing so much like <sighs> yes <laughs> oh you just upload a build yeah. and then anyone in the world can go and play it yeah which is crazy that's true we are publishing this ourselves. that's another one of our basic first i mean i, I guess we publish a few things ourselves time, but... yeah Definitely our first self-published joint on Steam, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what, I just have to look at my, yeah. Um, so, Pearly, I thought you could maybe give the players some tips, some hot tips uh, on uh, not dying so much in a city sleeps. Mastery ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, mercy <laughs> ghost, really. Uh, yeah. So that's my tip for, like, the beginner user. Use the green mercy ghost. Yeah, so Mercy Ghost, each ghost has two abilities depending on what type of idol you place a ghost into. So we have fast and slow idols. Um, So when uh, you put the Mercy Ghost into a slow idol, you're going to get an AoE burst, um, you know, every measure or so. Uh, And then if you put Mercy into a fast idol, you get, like, the healing bullets. Um, So based on, you know, kind of the situation you're in, you know, you'll want to mix it up. Sometimes you, due to bullet patterns, you get cornered, uh, pressed to one side or the other. Uh, and in that case, like using the, the Mercy Ghost with a fast idle is advantageous because the bullets are coming to you. Yeah. They're a lot more random in their deployment, but, you know, there's a chance some of those are going to reach the other side of the screen. Right. Um, yeah, and like the Master Ghost, uh, you know, as Ryan's saying, is pretty awesome. Uh, the the uh, railgun um, in the slow idle, you can take out you know mid bosses or um, you know higher HP enemies like really quickly. It's you more can line them up and get multiple in one shot. Yeah, it's yeah, pro. yeah. So the master ghost, his whole deal is like player interaction and the the you know um, pose relationship to the placement of the idle. So rotating, you know, 360 around the idle is is gonna control the angle that the shot goes off in that rail shot, um, and uh, the tripwire is pretty awesome too, um, especially on nightmare difficulty. Um, if you get good with it, you can really like mop up huge groups of enemies. Um, 
Is that Pretty easily that like attaches to you? Is that that one? Oh yeah. So basically, that create you want to put enemies in between yourself and the idol. So basically, like this electric tripwire will be drawn between you and and the master ghost. Sweet. Tell you what though, when when they start getting the nightmare difficulty. Mm-hmm. Start using duty ghost because mm-hmm. that'll save you like mm-hmm. so many freaking times. Chain mm-hmm. lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chain lightning and and well, what is it? Freezer. Is yeah. freezer on there? Yeah. Yeah. And dash. Learn to dash. For yeah. God's true. sake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Using yeah. the dash pope is that yeah, your problem? That's are... that's my next thing. Like you're not there. In my, my last session, I was like, oh, I should je- I should definitely be dashing more. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you get a momentary invincibility. Yeah, yeah, that's that's key. Um, yeah. So I think we should wrap up because we all have to go finish making the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but in summary, any, do any anything else you guys want to cover before I wrap up? Uh... Any aspects we may have missed? Like influences? influences. I said flying lotuses quickly. Yeah, I think right. yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Like, there we go. <laughs> History. <laughs> right. You said it. <laughs> flying lotuses were your, your musical influence? Big time. Actually. <laughs> well, so, like, when, when I heard about this game, like, so they had been talking about it, sort of, like, designing it, uh, uh, and... It was like, oh, they want you to work in this game. And I was like, oh, it's a shmup. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> and I looked over some of the docs, and it was like the musical influences, and the first one listed was Flying Lotus, yeah. who is my favorite artist. Oh. Uh, so I just sort of like sprinted upstairs. Oh, wow. Was, I got to talk about this. Like, I'm excited. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a big influence for me. Uh, just, he's just an incredible producer. Actually, Ryan showed me some of his today, and it just totally demoralized me. Oh, it was no. just too awesome. I quit. Wow. I'm learning things. I should check that out. Yeah. You don't uh, listen to Flying Lotus, man? No, I have you not. Got, you got to change your life. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I listen to MQ. Isn't that, a, isn't <laughs> that good enough? That's, That's pretty much <laughs> uh, Yeah, and hopefully uh, we can intro and outro this episode with some of your music oh for sure from the game that'd be cool yeah um sure. speaking of influences we didn't even touch on the art style mm, yeah it's a super unique art style especially for a shmup do you want to give a little paint a picture because we've only got words sure sure <laughs> um well like uh we're doing this kind of you know high contrast character thing um which is just kind of natural for my art style um you know, I do a lot of black and white stuff. I'm literally wearing a shirt right now with one of Pearly's character designs on it, and it is black and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of line and, and traditional sprites. You know, we're doing, um, you know, like a puppet-style animation in Unity, but, you know, all the sprites are hand-drawn, uh, you know, uh, sprite sheets that we break up and everything. Uh, but we're kind of doing, like... Um, uh, you know, um, animation style backdrop matte paintings with kind of like a, a cell overlay look. Um, you know, I think thematically and stuff, uh, you know, we are influenced by like old school, early 90s anime stuff like dark and, and grittier stuff like Ninja Scroll and uh, Wicked City and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just cool. been really fun. Yeah. Um, just doing crazy, bizarre shit. Yeah, the combination of your art and Lauren, who's uh, the other artist, 
who's doing those matte paintings for the backgrounds and they're like parallaxed and they look awesome when they move. Mm-hmm. It's like such a cool combo to see. Mm-hmm. It's never enough parallax for Arthur though. He's always giving <laughs> shit. Another layer. Another parallax. layer. Minimum nine. That is the magic number. If you have less than nine, you're just you shit. Tell you what, for a city sleeps two, every layer of parallax is also gonna correspond to a layer of music. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Whatever. There's another influence we have to talk about, which is like Pearly is probably the biggest shmup fan that I know of yeah. in the universe. Same. I mean Arthur is a big shmup fan, but <laughs> yeah. Pearly is Pearly spends like seven hundred dollars on some Dreamcast game that's gonna come out. Seven hundred. Was it Saturn? Neo Geo. Neo Geo. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. What was it? Psychic Killer. Psychic Killer. So dope. That's not traditional shmup, but yeah, it was amazing. If people, I don't. So, if people will pay that much for it, why don't they put out a new version on current systems? That's. That's my question. I think well, that's why the sor- source code was lost style. Uh, oh, kind of no. Thing, I think, yeah. It's like Panzer wow. Dragoon Saga. Wow. You know, build burned in a fire or something. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's only like 7,500 copies oh estimated of, of that bad oh, boy. Killer? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so good, man. I think we, we played it one night, like, for inspiration, and it was yeah. just like... We, we're doing it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. That's that's an, that's something I'm really interested to see once we put the game out is how how it fares with people like Pearly that are hardcore and they buy yeah. every single shmup that comes out yeah. uh, or that has come out on any system uh, and see how they react. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the thing I, I like about ours right now is that um, it's a good mix of gameplay. Like, uh, I actually um, gravitate towards, like, some of the old-school stuff that's a little slower-paced and more uh, strategy-oriented and memorization-oriented, like, you know, R-Type or um, Polestar or uh, Last Resort, like some of the great Neo Geo shooters and stuff like that. Um, But then we have this mix of, like, bullet hell influence, so there's kind of a nice ebb and flow to the level design where... You're you're um you're in these smaller like rush style encounters and then you know things open up with crazy bullet patterns and you know your tactics change and that's also you know what we want to encourage with the idle system is that players are reacting to the gameplay measure to measure switching their ghosts out and uh, yeah 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 I uh, uh, was lucky enough to talk to the guys who made Jamestown. Which is uh, a really popular indie shmup. Um, yeah, their sprites are awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, the, one of the pieces of advice they gave me was like, you could try to please the hardcore shmups people, but however much effort you get, it's never going to be enough <laughs> to make the game that you think is is the best game you can make. Uh, and I think we've done that. Like it's pretty awesome. Um, so just to, to wrap things up. Uh, and reiterate, if you would like to go pre-order the game right now, you go to citysleeps.com. It'll redirect you right to our Steam page. Or if you're in Steam, just search for it and you can pre-order it. We uh, have a 15% discount right now for our pre-order. Uh, so I'd recommend doing that before we get to launch, which happens October 15th. And again, this is on Steam for both PC and Mac. Um, and you can get Arthur's amazing soundtrack bundled in at pre-order or once we get to launch if you want to 
you want to get a standalone, we'll offer it then too. Uh, highly recommend it. It's good stuff, and hopefully you'll hear a bit of that music as we uh, fade out. But um, guys, thanks for joining me. I think we should get Pearly back for uh, a separate episode and we just talk about Neo Geo for an entire mm-hmm. hour. <laughs> I'm glad we could touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. Really, really nerd out. There. He goes, he goes pretty deep into that, <laughs> that stuff. Uh, Greatest system ever made. <laughs> <laughs> We should make a port. We should make a City Sleeves port just for the Neo Geo. Sell it for $700. Our aspect ratio is all wrong. It's true. Black bars. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, Anyway, thanks, guys, for joining us. Um, And thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks with more Harmonix Podcast. See ya. Cue music.